the only thing that we need to do is just keep doing a bit each month. That consistency is key. And uh, and yeah, and we have plenty of time. And I think that's where SEO can be misunderstood, that it takes time so we'll not bother. Whereas it takes time, but the benefits are so much more. Welcome back to the Kelly Lumber podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert, who's on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, just to do something different and show up as the best person that they aspire to be. I'm loving all your messages that come in on my Instagram or that you tag me to say that you've been inspired by something that I guest has said on the podcast. Keep them coming. And thank you for being one of my five a day drop a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't come and said hi on Instagram, then please do. I love to meet all of you. Now, today I speak to Dawn Kuberchek. Now, Dawn has been a client of mine. She's also my SEO coach, and she's also a really good friend. And and that's transpired over the last sort of three years working together. When she first hired me to help her with her personal brand profile, we worked on her amazing first TEDx talk that she did, launched our personal branded website and her business has grown so much and it's been incredible to watch. And she's become a friend and now she helps me with my SEO growth. So search engine optimization growth for those that are maybe unfamiliar with that. And I have learned so much from her and she agreed to share a lot of these tips that we've been working on with um, everyone on today's podcast. I just We've had our calls at the end of every month to see how the growth is going. I'm like, people just need to know this. You need to come on my podcast. So here we are today. And Dawn talks about being so passionate about the sort of data-driven processes. And that is ultimately her backbone to the organization and what she implements for all our clients within Leaders in Digital, which is her business that she set up in 2016. And her overall objective is to share these processes with as many businesses as possible, which today is a perfect example. And it is to improve the efficiency in the workplace, return of investment, and just make life a little bit easier. She really believes that simple changes can make a big difference. So what do we talk about in this episode? Well, five tips that you can do to have a better digital presence on Google, which is so important. And we go into um, why in this episode five steps to writing better blogs that are SEO driven. And this is not just for bloggers. If you're a business, you need to have consistent blogs, plus a ton of strategies to build your LinkedIn and Pinterest profile. So that's really interesting to hear as well. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the show, Dawn. It's so good to have you here. Thanks, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here. We've worked together on a business capacity. We're friends now. We support each other and each other's businesses. Like I love how the relationship is sort of developed. But I wanted to bring you on today in this episode to talk about something that we've really been working on in my business, which is SEO, blogs, LinkedIn, and just really kind of developing that sort of digital footprint, I guess you would call it, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So do you want to give people a backstory and just maybe kind of see what it is that you do, how you kind of got yeah. into this and, and yeah, and take it from there. Yeah, of course. So uh, 
Well, yeah, firstly, like I said, so excited to be here and talk about my favourite topics. So I set up uh, Leaders in Digital five years ago in Dubai, uh, but we're global based. And the reason why I set up uh, the business was because I saw um, a gap in the market generally about using data and putting data behind uh, as the power to your strategy, whether it's SEO or LinkedIn or any other platform like Facebook or, or Google Ads. And, um, and being honest, what the time has showed me over the past 20 years of working in uh, digital marketing is that it's not a case of doing what we think. We have to look at data and understand that. And then that can make it actually quite easy for us to then put together a strategy or topics for LinkedIn or a blog. So when you talk about data, for those that are not data geeks, like because then uh, if you'd said data, which you've said to me, you know, years ago, I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know how how to manage that. Or what is data in your eyes? Is it clicks on the website? Is it visits? Like, what is the data that you're managing? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. So, firstly, it's data by understanding what people, meaning your target market, actually want to hear and know also what their problems are and what topics of conversation we should be using online automatically that really supports the strategy to then get more clicks and conversions or leads on the web which we also track but it starts with firstly understanding what the people want not what we think that they want Mm. um, not what our clients think that they want it's what they're actually looking for online and so that's what you would do in terms of you sit down and get them to understand that rather than me yeah. coming to you going, I think, Don, I need SEO ads. And then you'll be like, why do you need SEO or why do you need Google yeah. ads? And then you'll understand why it is because this is the problem that I'm solving. And then you might say, well, actually, this is what you then need. Is that kind of how it works? Exactly, exactly. And I'll, I'll give you a, a, a couple of examples. So uh, <laughs> what one a client came to us with a problem that actually they were getting no leads from a different location in Dubai, in a UAE, which was Abu Dhabi. And uh, so what we did is we did the data analytics research. And what we found was people in uh, Abu Dhabi were using internal design and in Dubai, they were using interior design. So by using interior design in Abu Dhabi, people didn't resonate with it, weren't searching for it. So by just shifting just one word, and there's so many pieces of gold like that, that we can find. And then it goes to a next level, as I mentioned before, about actually looking at phrases that people are searching for, like they need help with something. And then that is what really helps us uh, capture them on content, whether it's social media or blogs. Mm, So good. And I thought today we could maybe even use the example of what we've been doing on my website to educate those that are listening who have their own business and use my experiences and things that they can do to improve their business. So when we first started working together, um, you had said to me, can you share your the details for for logging in for Google so we can see how many people have been coming to the website? And what did you say to me? Like you 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 Oh yeah. I I looked at that and I as I do, I get very excited to get into people's Google Analytics account, accounts to see, you know, where people are clicking from, what platforms are working best. And when I went on, 
there was no data at all. And um, as I looked back uh, and it started to understand your situation, the website had been live, was it for two years or yeah. more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was no data. And uh, the, the issue was there that Google Analytics hadn't been set up correctly. So yeah. then it wasn't able to track that the, the implication there was, for instance, for another client, they uh, came to us and said, we want to do Instagram and LinkedIn only. And I um, never take what a client says or what anyone says seriously until we've done the data research and strategy. And what we found for this client when we did the strategy is that actually they were putting no investment into Facebook. And Facebook was generating all of their inquiries and leads, not the other channels or platforms, not one. And if we had just said yes, not really gone into detail with things, that that relationship wouldn't have worked because that wasn't where their target market were. So it's very important for us as well to check that we are able to build that success for whoever we work with. Okay, so that's maybe the first tip there. We've got make sure that you've got Google Analytics set up. Yes. Um, another thing off the back of that that you had said, can you make sure that even though you're providing a service, maybe not even necessarily a product, make sure that you have Google Business. Is that what it's called? Yes. Google Business. Maybe you can explain Google what business. that is to oh, yes. those who don't know. Google Business is like the social media account for Google. And um, it's changed a lot over the past uh, year or so. Uh, Google actually requires you to post at least twice a month on your Google business account. And if you do that, you will automatically be uh, ranked higher. Uh, Kelly, that's why. Yep, that's why we post twice a month on your Google business account. Um, And it can be as simple as reusing some content on social media that you've already posted but it does have to be rewritten or tweaked for google business because we have to remember we can't duplicate content on the web Ah, okay so um the google business will post twice a month reuse maybe existing content but tweak it a little bit and that will allow you to rank higher in google search which is what i guess everyone kind of turns to really Yes, definitely. And and also it's important to set the profile up correctly as well and to use uh, the keywords that people are using on your account. And when I say set up the profile, add some really nice content and images. Add um, There's spaces to add images of your team, any videos, the storefront, if it's a shop, images in store, there's a section for each. And, and people do go and check it because You've probably noticed Google business comes up at the top of Google, sometimes even before all those ads. It comes up on the right-hand side, doesn't it? And on the right-hand side, yeah. And people automatically go for visuals. So if you've got some really nice visuals there, then more people will click and they really do. It's a really high-performing SEO avenue for Mm -hmm. uh, our clients. And reviews. I guess that's something that's really important. I mean, I've been working with clients on on um, mentoring with their personal brand and part of that is getting testimonials and a great place to be able to boot that we've discussed is on google business is that right that's right again it's just like a tick in the box for the google algorithm to then keep pushing your google business up higher because 
there's only one spot at a time for Google Business at the top. So Google will look at all of these elements, not just one of them, and also that it's happening consistently. So you'd want to keep the reviews coming each month, keep posting, keep adding new images mm. um, so that you will be uh, ranked highest. Is there an optimal amount of reviews that looks good or that you should aim for? I think I've, I haven't heard of an actual amount, but I think just if you're doing more than one a month so that Google can see that it's fresh exactly. and that you were I think that's but I know for the posts uh, and the content that it has to be more than two Mm-mm-mm. what other tips on sort of SEO can we can we give we've got four here we've got setting up Google Analytics to make sure that the account is registered which is a mistake that I, I did to um, make sure that you set up Google Business and you post twice a month on Google business, make sure that you set up your profile on Google business with nice pictures and make sure that you get testimonials. Yes. At least one a month. Yes. At least one a month. (laughs) And um, other, other points, there's two points that I'd like to speak about with regards to um, SEO. One is blogs and the other is LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, so, So we'll start with blog and yeah. You, you told me for years to have blogs. Yeah. But I'm not a blogger. <laughs> and, this is, and this is something I now help others with in that way that they go, oh, I don't want to do it. I was like exactly where you was thinking that blogs are just for bloggers, but there is so much more value in that. So maybe tell everyone what the value is in actually writing blogs consistently. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, every brand business that we work with regarding SEO we manage blogs for them as well. Yes. And write Do you content. write blogs for them or just they yes. write it and you upload it? Usually we write it. Okay. Uh, and and what, what that entails and the reason why is because it's a powerful tool to create content that is exciting and it's on a different uh, avenue to what your brand is offering and what I mean by that by a different avenue it could be supportive tips it could be giving some value it could be talking about an event that you're at now we know that you can't put all this content on your home page or on the about us page there will be too much of it but it gives a second opportunity for when people are searching in the google search uh what they might be searching for another topic and we can speak about this in the blogs Mm-hmm. so what what you've done so I actually write my own blogs but together we yes. come up with the titles which I yes. love that we do and and coming up with a title is probably the most important aspect because that's the title is what people are actually searching for yes yes and yeah absolutely right Kelly and there and those titles are not just picked out because it's what we think Mm-hmm. It's going back to the reason why I set up Leaders in Digital was to use data. And um, we have a structure that in the monthly reporting meetings, we agree in that meeting what the two blogs are going to be for the next month. And the reason why we do that is because we have all the data there. We can look at what keywords are ranking really, really well, what keywords might need some help because they might mm-hmm. have dropped. And so we'll pick two of those and we'll shape a blog around that in relation to 
where what we might want to push over the next few months. For instance, uh, Kelly, if you're doing a, a personal branding speaking event or you have something coming up, we could then shape a blog around that. It can also be shaped around what's up and coming in your business mm-hmm. and what you want to rank in. Mm-hmm. Which actually now while we're talking, I've got two ideas. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm actually doing a speaking event in the next few weeks. So that could be wow, really cool okay. for next month's blog. Yes. And we could also do one. I'm also hosting the second business awards well, this year. It's a brand new um, business awards for all those that I mentor, which I'm really excited about. Actually, I think it'd be a really good podcast about, you know, why awards and the value it brings. But I think that could be a really good blog article on maybe how how an award sets your personal brand apart or something like that. Yes, definitely. And and the benefits. and, uh, And that's something that we would look at online to see as well. Like, what people are actually searching for and what they Mm. might have problems or need support with and then we can add that layer to what title we make of the blog see that's perfect example because there's me going oh I could do this and you going well no we actually need to go and check if people are searching for it yeah and there's no point in writing that for the purpose of SEO if no one's actually searching for it Okay, maybe a couple of other tips when it comes to writing blogs. So we've got the title, making sure that it's sort of data-driven in the sense that there's keywords, people are searching for it. Am I right in saying that it needs to be longer than 300 words? Yes, that is right. So 300 words is the minimum for Mm -hmm. Google. Mm -hmm. Um, So anything above 300 is good. Any other tips? I'd say uh, um, tips-wise, images we need to ensure that the images have alt tags on them as well if you're using a cms to upload your blog check that you add a a word on the image as well because google doesn't just check the words they check everything they check the title the description the actual way even that the copy is written it has Mm. to be readable with nice paragraphs we'll have to be careful with bullet points and and the reason why is because voice searches in Siri are um, on Google are becoming more and more used. And Google wants the copy to sound like you're having a conversation. So if you just have bullet points and it's not flowing, then it's not really going to come up. In, yeah, it won't come up in voice search. I mean, voice search is set to increase by 70% next year. So that's one thing I'm trying to get across to everyone that I work with is, uh, yes, bullet points are good. Make them lengthy bullet bullet points. Write like as if you're you're just talking to someone. Ah, So just to maybe run back on that point number three that I put down, image and putting alt tag on that. So for those that maybe don't understand, you know, when you, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but if, you know, you get your, your photographer, if you get pictures taken and your photographer will often send it and it'll just be numbers and it will say, you know, KL001 and that'll be pictures that you've taken. So what you're saying is when you're adding that image to the blog, you make sure that you resave that and you put it as Kelly Loomberg or Kelly Loomberg personal brand expert so that then Google will find that. Okay, cool. Exactly, exactly. And depending what system you're using, I've heard a lot of people use WordPress WordPress, at where you upload the image right next to it, 
it has a little space as well ah, okay. and you can add it in there but but I don't want to overcomplicate it I mean like you said if the image is just labeled then that is perfect okay so just to recap so we had four tips on the the google we've got five tips on tips for blogs so we've got the title just to repeat um, make sure it's keywords and it's data driven and someone's actually searching for it um, secondly, it needs to be more uh, more than 300 words so Google can recognize it. Third image, add the alt tag. So make sure that you have a name, just what we've discussed there. The copy needs to be readable and easy paragraphs. And the fifth point, conversational. Exactly. That's really interesting. Most of my writing tends to be conversational. And I often felt that that was a downside because I write how I speak. But actually what you're saying is now that's not such a bad thing. Exactly. Yes. And I would have uh, I would have informed you about that yeah. when, I, when I saw them. I was like, this is brilliant. Oh, good. Yeah, you, you go want... ahead. <laughs> keep, keep with the conversations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No changes from me. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think a nice little bit to add on from that is the blogs and how that has increased my traffic to my website from LinkedIn. So let's kind of talk about this really under, I think it's underutilized social media channel because people think it is just for people who are looking for jobs, but you love it as a data tool that is SEO driven. So maybe just explain a little bit more on that side and and we can maybe convert a few more people to LinkedIn. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Well, firstly, uh, LinkedIn is a Google partner and LinkedIn runs with the same algorithm as Google, meaning that you can optimize, SEO optimize your LinkedIn profile and all of your LinkedIn content. Mm. And um, and this is something, a service that we do offer uh, for our clients because if we are posting content out there for a client, but the profile isn't SEO optimized. LinkedIn, as we know uh, the Google algorithm very well, will get mixed up. It won't know what search results to put you under. It won't know uh, if it should show you up in the actual Google search under a particular term. So it's very important that it's unified, your LinkedIn profile, your posts, and your website in SEO. Mm. So what are some of the mistakes people that are doing on LinkedIn? I think, like you said there, Kelly, people are um, taking it for granted that it's just a corporate channel where people yeah. are looking for jobs. It is absolutely not. And there is a lot of free reach uh, on LinkedIn. Um, and that's the first mistake. People are not taking it seriously. And um, I see a lot of people creating so much content, even posting every day. But firstly, it's not SEO optimized. The topics, it's quite clear that they're just talking about themselves. They're not giving value. And there's no data-driven hashtags and there's no links back to their website or call to action. And they're just missing a huge opportunity because if you do all of those, LinkedIn will understand your content, put you in front of more people, you'll get more clicks to the website, you'll get more leads, you'll get more uh, messages on LinkedIn. As you've seen, interesting. Uh, Kelly. So interesting. So yeah. the, the main points that you've just talked about there that I've incorporated into my LinkedIn strategy, 
yeah. is consistency. So I now post a minimum twice a week, if not three times a week. Yep. There is every time I do post, there's always three hashtags. And one of those hashtags is always my name, personal branding expert or personal brand or something like that. And then whatever it is to do with maybe the, the, the picture that I've, I've posted or the, the article that I've shared. And then if it is an article, then I put the link in to drive it back to the website. Can you remember the results of what it, what it went to? Yes, I remember before we started, there was no clicks from LinkedIn. And when we're managing SEO, we look at ways that and opportunities that you can get clicks from everywhere on the web. And I, I was baffled at the time because I was like, hang on, I see Kelly's Posting, yeah. <laughs> so many I was like what's up I was like there's something going on here something's not matching at first I thought is it something with the data so what we realized was that there was no links from the posts and I remember it's so basic like I don't even know why yeah I mean I, I mean it can be it doesn't have to always be like a link direct to the website it can be a link to a blog a link to the page to find out more or about you um and I remember in our last report, it was up to 100 clicks in one month. Yeah. I think, has it not increased? Or one of the results was, I just always remember this random number, 257%. Yeah. Oh, yes, it did. It did. It was 257%. I think that, yeah. Incredible. So those were the, the, the little minor things. And I use Hootsuite for all my... LinkedIn. So I, I actually really enjoy the process of sitting down each month and going, right, what is my my inspirational kind of um, value that I'm going to be sharing at the start? I share my podcast, which is again, more value. And then midweek, I'll actually share something that's that I like. It could be style. It could be just, well, you know, the, a random one that did really well last week was I shared a picture of me looking down I was maybe, I don't know, 100 floors up looking down at where the first place that I used to live in Dubai was. So I I put something like, uh, can't believe from here, I can see the first place I lived in Dubai 19 years ago. I thought I was only coming for two. How many years did you think you were coming for? It was something like that. And the post has had... Oh, I think the last time I looked, maybe 30 or 40,000 views. <gasps> and it's a really good performing uh, post. And it was just something that was like, oh, look, I can see my house from there. I'm going to tell people that I can see that. So it wasn't like it was business as such. There was still that personal element yeah. to that as well. Yeah. That's um, Kelly, I think that's a really good point because and that goes back to what we said at the beginning about LinkedIn, beginning of this uh, conversation was that it's not just about corporates or people looking for jobs. People do bring in their sort of personal stories mm. and people connect with those more. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing with the personal branding, which is why I exactly. absolutely love it. It's a tool because I think that it's a great presence for your personal brand. I completely agree. Yeah. Any other thoughts that people can be doing on LinkedIn? I mean, I mean, how does it work with, you know, let, let's face it, the, the testimonials on LinkedIn, and then you're asking for people on testimonials on Google. And, you know, do you ask different people? Can you ask them to do it in both places? Like, what's your thoughts on that? 
what I normally find is that uh, different people on different platforms. Okay. Um, normally, if it's Google or LinkedIn, I mean, yeah, those you could ask the same people on both. Uh, you could maybe exchange reviews even. But I think also your LinkedIn, having your profile built up, especially if you're building your personal brand, having reviews on there, people mm-hmm. do check them and mm-hmm. it does benefit a lot. Yeah. OK, so another tip there. So we've got um, a roundup on LinkedIn. We've got consistency. We've got hashtags, minimum three, making sure one's relating back to your topic, your or whatever it is, your niche that you're talking about. Get testimonials was another one. And what was the other? You said something else on that as well. Keep making it personal. We're not always. It's, yeah. it's not just about business. So bringing the personal personal brand aspect of it. Anything else that we've missed off there? LinkedIn, we mentioned the hashtags. Um, you know, just in general, fill up uh, your profiles as much as possible. If okay, complete the profile. Yeah. Yeah. Check that um, on your uh, previous roles. They're filled out. They're not empty. Mm. They're connected to the business profiles. So add website links on there. Mm. Um, because it, it it is essentially where people find out about you. A lot of people on LinkedIn, they might be in a different country even. Yeah. So this is how they're going to get to know you. Um, I also did a, a sort of a little course with LinkedIn. And one of the tips I picked up was change your profile about me section to first person rather than third. Yes. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, first person is it's down to earth, natural. I do see a lot of people having it in third person. I had mine in third person for a while. Yeah. Okay, just some thoughts on that. I thought yeah. the last kind of little um, touch point when it comes to SEO and and this was this was a really interesting one for me was Pinterest. Oh yeah, Pinterest. I went <laughs> on not up Pinterest. I was like, well, I like looking at Pinterest, but I don't ever use it for business. And you were like, you are missing a trick. And I'm like, really? And I have to say, and I'm, I'm always very honest, but I, I will tell you all who's listening to this, that I went back to my Pinterest account and I was mortified. Like I hadn't touched it for more than five years. It was so outdated. It had the wrong website on it. And like, is it having a comeback? Has it always been there? Or is it just a more advanced tool now? What, what are your thoughts on that? how people can use it well pinterest is also seo optimized Mm. and um pinterest actually takes it to a bit of a different level to linkedin because when you post content on pinterest you can actually add a title and they actually recommend that this title is seo optimized and then you have your description and you can add a website link on every post so it's really, really does support uh, businesses to get more clicks to their website. And it really supports SEO. And Pinterest is another platform that keeps coming up on uh, people's Google Analytics um, out of nowhere. And people are usually very surprised that it is like such a performer. I got a little bit confused because there's Pinterest and Pinterest business. Are they the same things? Are they different? Oh, yeah. So um, 
the same as like you have your business profile and your personal profile like for Instagram ah okay, okay. yeah yeah so um pe- people can just have their personal profile with personal pins or topics or there's a business now the difference between them on the on the business you can do the advertising and it has a pixel and uh, that you can connect to your website and do the remarketing uh so it's okay yeah yeah because a lot the of opportunity that sort of put me off about Pinterest was well it's I always thought it was product driven rather than service driven so I've always been in the service industry so how is that going to affect what I'm doing in the service industry but it, it doesn't matter does it no no I mean if you even think about your Instagram content a lot of that can go on Pinterest yeah you'll have your website links and uh, and you can um, reuse content as well while you're building it up. Of course, it's like you don't want to have duplicate content, so you would tweak some words, but yeah. Mm, good Very thoughts. Um, any sort of final tips that you want to share with people who are maybe just, like maybe at this point going, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Like what can you do to say to them, you know, it's you don't need to all do everything or should they be or how can they manage it? Because, you know, yeah. It is overwhelming. Yes, it is. And uh, we have a lot of uh, our clients uh, feel this way, so much so that sometimes they nearly don't end up uh, starting. Um, But but what I'm always very transparent about is that it takes time and patience and you don't need to do everything at the same time or at once. Mm. Start with one thing. Um, Usually starting with uh, if you're promoting a, your website if you want leads or conversions on your website starting there because that's the source and that will then be the place that you will direct everyone starting there and um, optimizing uh, the website and you know I've seen like even like it can take a year for everything to start to get into place and I've seen results go from like 40 clicks to 4,000 uh, clicks from month one to 12. Wow. And and, it, and the, the way that's been done is through all of these little pieces that we've just spoken about, just doing a little bit each month. Don't need to like do like so many blogs each month, just do a little bit of each thing. Also then we don't get bored because we're doing different things each month. Yeah. And, and it does pay off. The only thing that we need to do is just keep doing a bit each month. That consistency is key. And uh, and yeah, and we have plenty of time. And I think that's where SEO can be misunderstood, that it takes time so we'll not bother. Whereas it takes time, but the benefits are so much more. Love that. Great, great advice to kind of finish off there. And you oh, also offer you. people um, the chance to have a call with you um, to find yes. out a little bit more. And and I would really recommend if someone's serious, I mean, we're, we're all we're all professional people here. So it's, it's not wasting, don't want anyone to waste your time. But it's like, if someone's serious about this, I love that you have the patience. You explain to people who like myself, who are not like, I don't know much about data. It's not my bag. Mine is the personal branding piece. And, um, and you know, you'll spend the time with them to explain it and, and help them understand what the next stage is for them. Yes. Definitely. So how do they do that? Um, so I am, um, 
they can either go to my website, the Leaders in Digital website. I mean, I have a, a link on there where they can book the strategy call directly on there yeah. um, with me and uh, and happy to go through a phased approach and strategy because every business is at a different stage. Mm. So good. And, uh, and the website is www.leadersindigitalmedia.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today, sharing all those little tips and insights, which you've heard firsthand, those that are listening, the little things that Dawn has told me to do and the massive results that it has led to with um, leads coming to the website. And, And interestingly, I've had three inquiries in the past month from LinkedIn for um, personal branding, which I was having none of before. So, Wow, that's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing to see. It just means that LinkedIn understands what you're offering and it's putting your profile in front of people that are actually looking for that. Good stuff. Wishing you a wonderful week. Thanks so much for your time. And you, thank you. Take care, speak soon. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode today. Were you inspired? What was one takeaway that you can go away and put into action? I really want to hear from you. So head over to Instagram. I love to hang out there. I'm Kelly Lundberg Official. Come and say hi. Drop me a DM. Tell me the best part or screenshot this, share it with a friend and inspire them too. We are growing weekly and it is all down to you. Thank you so much. Reviewer of the week left this message. Great new podcast. I've been waiting for Kelly to launch her own podcast series after following her own journey from stylist to personal branding consultant. The podcast doesn't disappoint. From CFL, thank you so much. So your ratings and your reviews mean so much. So drop one into Apple Podcasts and leave one there for us. And don't forget, be inspired and keep following those dreams. Until next time, bye for now.